Hi, this is Bob Weiss. I'm the host of Shaking Your World. Cheers. Folks, welcome home. Yet another edition of Shaking Your World. We are here in the Ghost Tales segment today at the Magnificent Shakers in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with a very old friend of the house, Robert Raymond. Been here for a long time and will come back until they carry me away. I'm right with you, pal. So um, I wanted to bring you in today to talk about some of your paranormal experiences here because there was a period of time, you're of course a well-known contractor in town, that you devoted a chunk of time to working on shakers. And um, there was even a period of time that you lived upstairs. I did. Right? People so are pretty amazed by that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Because uh, they hear the stories, you know, uh -huh. and they go, you lived up there? Well, I did, uh, but I had my own perspective on the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Well, please share. Well, I mean, ghosts, ghosts are here to interact with us on a mental, spiritual level. They can't hurt you physically. They can't poke your eye out or anything bad like that. But they can cause you to question everything that you think you knew about whatever it is you know. And if you're here often enough or long enough, you just see too many experiences to discount the fact that ghosts are real. Things that defy normal explanation or an objective and analytical approach, and they're just they're just there, right? Well, well, it just caused you to question everything that you thought you knew. I mean, all of a sudden, did I really see that? Did that really happen? Are you sure? Well, I mean, I've had women run out of the women's bathroom, terrorized, and you're going, "What's wrong?" You know, and you go. I saw Elizabeth, and it's like, what are you talking about? Well, I closed the door and I sat down, and all of a sudden there was these two little feet and saddle shoes on the other side of the door. And of course, the door is a half door, so all you just see are two legs standing there. And all of a sudden it's, and out the door. And in fact, I had one woman who made me stand outside the door while she did her business. Happens know? a lot. And yep. it's just like, come on, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Because they can't hurt you. But fear is a real thing. And the ghosts are very good at that. And you see these things and it's just like, what's going on in their world? You know, what do they what do they see? What do they what do they observe? How do they what do they expect to interact with us? What's going on? I mean, there's just so many things you don't know about why they're here. What? I mean, I've worked on every part of this building. Uh, and I've spent extensive time here for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, I've had my son here with me, helping me out. I mean, it's not like I just see these things. He sees these things too, and he goes, did you just see that? And I said, yeah, I saw it. And it's just like, wow, it's all real. I had a uh, customer in last night, and uh, first time here, goes to the restroom, comes out, and I'm walking behind the bar, and she says, let me ask you something. Is something going on in that restroom? And I said, like what? And she said, <laughs> it reminded me of when I was growing up, and I was a little girl watching my older sister get ready to go out for the night. And I felt really comfortable there, but I felt like there's a different presence there as well. And I felt like there's a little girl there. And I said, well, odd you mentioned that because there is, her name is Elizabeth. She was climbing for apples, she fell, she broke her neck. And way before Harry Potter, we've had this little girl in our restroom, yeah. which is 
I mean, she's she's mischievous, but no I'm harm malicious. at all. Yeah. Not malicious. Turns on the lights, off the lights, locks the stall doors you're in, opens the stall doors, turns on the hot water, uh, sings chortles sometimes, and of course you see those shoes. So. <laughs> well, if you have the right attitude, it can be actually kind of fun. Yep. And I mean, I think the weirdest thing is like the basement because that's creepier. Mm -hmm. And I mean, boy, that's an understatement. <laughs> Malachi, one of the uh, the dish guys back a couple years ago, he wouldn't go down there. He was scared to death of going down in the basement. And when he had to, he would run down there and mm -hmm. do what he had to do and he would run out. And that's where you see the shadow people. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird because on a, your peripheral vision, you see them run across the room and then you go look, they're gone. And, but you know that you saw them because they made a point of making sure that you saw them because they weren't trying to hide. They just wanted to make sure that you were, would question what you saw. And that's why we call them the shadow people because they look the shape of a human being, but it's a shadow. It's not real, it's not, doesn't have substance, but it has shape. And, uh, It happened way too many times for you to just think, oh, I just have a hangover. You know, it's just uh, leftovers from what happened last night or something like that. Especially because I'm usually sober when I'm working. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, the, particularly the female staff talks about is that they can be downstairs getting ice in the ice machine. They can be in the liquor cabinet and they, they sense something behind them and they will see the shadow being cast in front of them and yet clearly there's nobody else there right. and they see this large dark object that is just moving around them and then fades away. So it can be, it can be quite unnerving if you don't know what you're well, in for. Well it is because you start looking around and mm -hmm. you're always constantly you know aware of what's going on down there and but it's all over the building and I mean uh, when I lived upstairs you would just hear things, you know, things, noises. Uh, I mean, this is an active building because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a bar and restaurant, and there's places next door and stuff, but uh, they used to turn on my stereo at 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> you know? And for most of us, we're, we're fairly religious when we go to bed because sure. once we go to bed, we don't want to get up again, so we turn off the stereo, turn off right. the lights, make sure there's nothing burning on the stove, uh, use the bathroom, and then we crawl into bed and we're good. And all of a sudden the stereo goes off and you're laying there and you're like in your little dreamland and all of a sudden, what is the stereo doing? Uh, mm -hmm. I turned it off, you know. Um, one time I was gonna go out and I was looking for my shoes and I couldn't find them. And I always put those in the same place. It's like, where the hell are my shoes? Presumably on the floor. Well, right next to where I get dressed, sure. you know, and uh, shoes are hard to lose. But anyway, I started walking around the apartment upstairs, and I found them in the bathroom sink. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like someone just boop, you know, and I'm like, oh, interesting, you know. And, and so you have to laugh because otherwise it would bug the hell out of you. Yeah. You know, because... 
you, you think you have some semblance of privacy mm -hmm. when you're alone in your apartment and whatever, and you realize that other people are watching what you do. And I remember when I first moved in, because I had been coming here for a long time, sure. I was familiar with uh, all the stories and stuff and had I mean, my own experiences. So. And at that time, you worked for a major law firm in town as well. Yes. So your perspective was even much different than a contractor walking through a building. Well, I was an analyst. So, an analyst. Uh, I'm naturally an analytical person. Mm -hmm. I want to understand things. Sure. I want to figure out why they do what they do or how they work. So I was... Uh, I was having this conversation. I was standing in the bedroom, and I'm going, all right, I know you guys are here, and I'm moving in. I'm going to be living here now, and I believe that we can coexist here. So I don't want to have a couple rules. And uh, well, the main rule is you no know, jumping out of the closet scaring my girlfriends, because <laughs> if they leave because of you, I'm going to be really pissed, and I'll have to go get a Catholic priest and have you exercised out of the building, you know? And, and, and actually, when I think about it, it was kind of funny because I was just standing there all by myself, talking to myself, really, you know, <laughs> it's like I was having this conversation and uh, there was nobody there. So, but I was serious. It was like, you know, you can do your little jokes and you can do whatever it is you do. And, well, ha, 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 but you can't make people afraid. Right. You know, I had plans and you... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't want to upset my plans because it would uh, give me a bad attitude. So. Sure. You have a story you've talked about before about uh, when Chris Suma was the executive chef here. Yeah. And uh, it's towards the end of the night and Suma's, you know, making sure the dishwasher had done his job or whatever he had done. Well, I, I had come in just to you know, have, a, have a drink, sure. you know, at the end of the night and uh, he looked really bad and he was visibly scared. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but anyway, we were just talking, he didn't say nothing. And uh, all of a sudden I says, well, bring me up, I'm gonna go. He says, no, you can't. I says, no, I wanna go. And I'm done having drinks, I wanna go home. He says, no, you can't. And I says, well, obviously something's up, you might as well just tell me what it is. And he didn't wanna feel silly, but it was like, you know, I was back, in the back behind the back bar and I, I the door back there you like to have it closed to the dish room right yeah and so he went to close the door pull the door shut and as he reached for and he had discounted the ghost thing entirely right. he's like I don't buy that stuff so he uh, reaches for the doorknob to pull the door shut and it starts doing rotations <laughs> and he like <laughs> okay <laughs> and he walked away and uh, that's when I came in you know so he told me what happened he says just stay I'm almost closed if you just walk me out the door uh, this is a fully grown man who at one point was the producer for like TV 35 six, years by the way. old right yeah. you know I mean this yeah. is uh, and a guy who didn't believe any of it and I said yeah I'll stay and uh, so I waited for him to close up and then he walked out, and we walked out together, you know? And uh, <laughs> that was funny, I forgot about that one. But yeah, the rotating doorknob. <laughs> I had my own experience with that uh, between the second and third floor a few years after that incident, so uh, it, it resonates with me, that's why I remember that. Well, so, it, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, uh, you were talking to, I think Nina was a bartender here back at one point when you were here, and she had all sorts of stories 
Well, I think some people are, I think the ghosts have more fun with some people. There you go. Uh, because they get more of a reaction sure. of it. They, me, not so much. I mean, they, they, they always made sure that I knew they were around. Right. But Nina was just so, and, and, and uh, what was her name? Uh, old bartender, uh, blonde hair. She, she had stories to tell, and, and I don't remember them right now, but... Amy? Amy, yeah. Amy. Amy had some good stories to mm -hmm. tell, and, you know, th there's just too many people who have had experiences that are very real, and there's just certain places that have that kind of an environment. It's like... There's a secret door here where they can come in mm -hmm. and interact with human beings, and this is one of those places. Sure. And uh, it's kind of cool in a way because people come here all the time hoping to have the experiences we take for granted. And uh, that's kind of funny because uh, I've probably forgotten more stories than sure. I can remember, you know. But well, we had a bunch of contractors when I first put this joint together that were the, the plumbers and the Havac people, the electricians, the things that I didn't do as a carpenter at that point. So, um, you know, in, to a man and or group, because they've got a, a team working on stuff with them for some of the bigger jobs, and they're running out the door, and some left their tools behind mm -hmm. and just never going back there. Not only that, but I've had my tools go missing or moved or just, I just put that down three minutes ago. Where is it? Patrick and I experienced that. We've been you know, shooting videos here now for about a year, and it could be a memory card that's on the table while we walk away for a moment to come right back to it. It's gone. It could be my hard drive. It could be our, our larger recorders, all sorts of things that are put in one place, and suddenly they're not there. And then a few days later, they're back, and no one has touched this with a lock cabinet or something else. It's, it's, uh, it's unnerving sometimes. But we, you know, we kind of become accustomed to that. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, those people that come here looking for that ghost experience, and, and I, whenever I talk to people, I say it's not Disneyland. You know, we can't say it's 7 o'clock. The show's going to take place, you know, so. Well, it's not contrived. Right. right. They, like the haunted houses right. during Halloween where, you know, they throw stuff around and drag sure. chains over the floor. and all. None of this stuff is anything that we do. Well, that's why we make it a point to say on tours that, uh, again, this is not a Disney experience. They've got their own schedule if, when they want to do something with you. And often it's out of the corner of your eye if you take pictures. So we tell people, take as many pictures as you want. We're not hiding anything, right? And then people call and say, hey, I looked at my pictures two days later and I've got this. Well, <laughs> yes, you do. You know, we know that story. Um, when, when did you first figure out when you first started putting it together? Uh, the, the first day. So... Uh, my Was this vacant when you looked at it? Yeah, first? yeah. So my partner in different business is Kevin McHale. We had a firm called Design Tech Manufacturing. We did high-end wood things, uh, teak, boobinga, whatever, right? Yeah. And um, so I, I divested my interest in that company, and Kevin spent a few months putting this together with me. So we're working 18-hour days, the entire process. Only he and I have keys. So we're working together, and we've got sawdust everywhere. We've got our big saws out here, you know, lace, whatever else we're working on. And we go grab a fast hamburger or something down the block, come back 20 minutes later, you know, going to eat here, yeah. right? And our tools have moved. The sawdust is still exactly the same place we left it. There's no footprints, no marks or anything. So it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to determine something else was going on. Yeah. And I've experienced enough other businesses since I was, well, since I was four years old. So 
I, I had a, a feeling anyway because you're working on something and you know he's working in a different part at some point and you feel there's there's something touching you yeah and you know, I, I can hear a saw over there what the hell you know there's no one here so well you know and it's funny because like in the bathrooms you're standing at a urinal and you kind of you, you get that is someone sharing the room with me well you remember Gerard <laughs> Piotrowski right yes the stockbroker so this is probably I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, and Gerard's in, it's a Friday, and the Shakerettes are talking about what, what they experienced or heard about the last week, right? And he's drinking his whiskey. He's like, I don't believe a part of this. I grew up in a haunted house. None of this is whatever. Walks back, he's in front of the head, he's taking care of business, and a few minutes later, there's this yelp. And you, you can, he's not like jumping through the air, but he's quickly running out of that bathroom. Yeah. He comes up front, down to scotch, and he's just white as a sheet. I'm like, something happened Gerard he said I'll never make fun of this again I'm back there taking care of business I saw this head rise up in front of the urinal I'm like <laughs> there you go careful what you wish for it's such fun you know um, because I mean it like I said the basement seems a little bit more malevolent sure. than, than upstairs and I don't know if it's just different people or what but for the most part it's just spooky and it's it's it's, it, it's kind of something that you walk away and you go, wow, that really happened. I really saw something. And then you read about the old history of being built over a cemetery and the other parts of its history later on after it was, the building was up and, and when it was a speakeasy. And we all know what kinds of things happen in places like that. You know? It's like... Uh, Latent energy or something. Well, it's it's just the, the it's the stories that we don't know of the individuals' lives that lived here, came here, worked here. Uh, I mean, there's stories that we can't even tell because we don't know what was going on, even though we were here. But they were going on with other people, and there's always a a seedy element to a bar. And, oh yeah. I mean. Uh, it's where that business gets Especially done. Especially with the brothels upstairs, there's plenty of that. Not that, and then you have uh, illegal liquor and, you know, uh, secret doorways and passageways and ways to get in and out. And, you know, we, uh, we, we leave the music on every night, and I'll tell you why, because for the longest time, we'd walk in the next day, and there's music playing. It's a 1920s, 30 kind of a vibe, yeah. right? And you go to, the, to the, the, the stereo, the sound system, and nothing is turned on. But you can hear it coming through the speakers. Yeah. Where is this coming from? Because there's no source anywhere for this, right? So just because it was problematic for a bunch of the young ladies that walk in here by themselves, we got that out of the equation. We leave the lights on at night, leave the sound system on. So you walk in, and it's, there's something here, right? Right. Yeah. It's funny because... You also rent out the upstairs bedroom, which used to be my bedroom. Airbnb, absolutely. And, uh, uh, I understand there's been a number of people who have not made it through the whole night. And I've also talked to people who said, you lived up there? And I was like, yeah, I lived up there for a year and a half. You know? And, well, weren't you afraid? I says, well, no, I was more intrigued than anything. Um, but... I think after my conversation, they kind of says, well, we're not going to have a whole lot of fun with this guy, so we'll just remind him we're here, and then we'll 
we'll find somebody else to spook. We had uh, we had a couple spend the night up there one of the days last weekend, and they left abruptly during the night. And I know that because we have cameras everywhere, and when the cameras when something breaks that's unusual, right? I get I get pinged. Right. And I don't sleep anyway, so I, you know it's five o'clock ish, whatever time. And I look at the camera, and you can just see them running down the stairs, right out the front door. <laughs> like, well, something must have happened up there, right? So uh, we, we you know, emailed them. They had not responded yet. So, But that's good. That is good. I, I mean, uh, you get what you pay for, man. It's, uh, <laughs> well, not only that, but it's real when somebody else tells somebody else about what happened. You, you, I mean, we can tell our stories, and we have plenty of them. And... We can convince or try to convince people that we're not BSing them, that, that these are real things that happen. But it's only when it happens to somebody who's new or who's, you know, doesn't believe anything. And I mean, we've had our share of experiences with people who don't believe and you know, think we're full of, you know, caca, you know. It's like, okay, we'll just hang out for a while, something will, you know. I mean, it's like, you can't expect it, you can't be ready for it. It'll just happen when you're not. One of the things I really like is that we get a lot of repeat customers that come in. Mm -hmm. And we have women that have taken that ghost tour four or five or six times. And this could be over the span of a couple of years and they bring different dates with them. And the dates are almost to a man, disbelievers, right? Mm -hmm. When they start. They're, in, they're, they're going along <laughs> with the girlfriend. Uh -huh. they, of course. Lucky, ho luck, hoping to get lucky or something. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, we see what happens the next time they show up with somebody else and you ask them privately, so what happened to so-and-so? That night up here answered all sorts of questions to me. So, you know, you see this time and time again. And otherwise, the, the divination rods are cool. But I want to talk for a moment about upstairs because what I experienced the most up there, and I, I try to spend, a, you know, one night per month up there just to stay kind of connected to things. Yeah. And what I hear most often is what is like a woman's stilettos walking back and forth, right? Okay. So I'll get up and walk around. Aside from whoever might be with me who's not walking around, there's nobody walking around, right? And then I get like this blast of super cold air and the windows are down, the air conditioning is just doing its thing, it's not, you know, whatever else. And then I, I often get this, I talk about this a lot, you're laying in bed, get back into bed, and you sense like a, someone sitting in the bed next to you. And sometimes you can see a depression or sometimes it's sitting on your chest. Wow. Or sometimes lately it's like you hear somebody walking in on the roof. So the fourth floor. I've had that. And there's no access there. So tell me about your experience with that. Well, like I said, it's just laying in bed that, uh, you know, you think you're alone. Mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden, it's very, it's always, it's always very subtle for me. Sure. You know, because it's like, somebody else is here because I can hear them walking around. Right. And, you know, the, the roof and a third floor is not that far away, you right. know, and... It's just, you don't want to go out there. You can't go up there, you know. There's nothing you can do about it. But it's just like... There's not even a ladder that gets up there. I mean, there's there's no, no way there's something, you're what, 80, 90 feet up in the air? Yeah, at least. How? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 sometimes I would hear chains, you know, on the walls. Uh, and especially, like, uh, when it's windy and you hear things banging on the windows. Sure. But you're up high enough. There are no trees. I, I get that a lot. So you, you think they're branches. In yeah. fact, I get that uh, when I'm down in Savannah, too. 
The difference is that there are branches outside those you know, hotel windows, and here, there's no branches, there's but no branches. It, it's that scratchy, you know? It, it, it's, or it's banging on the window, yep. you know? It's like, uh, like some of those movies you used to see, you know, right. Alfred Hitchcock or something sure. like that, where, uh, bang, 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 bang. I don't know if you experienced this, but I have several times. In fact, once I ran like a schoolgirl, so my old girlfriend and I were up there, but there's this, what sounded initially like a pile driver, but then after I thought about this a little, it sounded more like a heartbeat. Like the building was breathing and it was, it was alive. Yeah. I don't know if you ever experienced that or not, no. but it was, that was unnerving. That <laughs> would be. No, it, it's, 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 uh, it's an experience I hope everyone gets to have because it's fun. And uh, it, like I said, it makes you wonder about who these people were. What, what are they doing here? Why aren't they off where dead people go, you know? Uh, why do they stick around? Uh-huh. Well, you gotta be somewhere. I mean, energy doesn't just dissipate, right? And we are all energy. Well, I don't believe that. I mean, I believe that there's some kind of life after the end, you know? I don't know what it all means, but um, it's not like grandma came back to, you know, say <laughs> hi one more time, you know? Well, maybe she did. No. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Who knows? Smack me upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you need a kid. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So if there was one experience that you had here, one really particular moment, what would that be? Well, I think... I know you had a lot of things here we've talked about over the years. Well, I mean, there's a lot of really good things because it's a very unusual place. It's very unique in a lot of ways because of the type of people that come here, right. because of the atmosphere. Uh, I like the music, you know, the selection of liquors have always been very high quality. Food at any time of the night. Uh, my, my favorite experience was that steak you made for me. <laughs> because that was, very special, very custom made, and uh, that was very fine. And on, on, on the low side is just being down in the basement and uh, just your senses are attacked because you're just seeing things, you know, and it, it's, it doesn't make sense. And yet, sometimes you wonder if it's true that they can't hurt you. I mean, because there's a you feel the hostility, and, 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 and it's, if it was a regular human being, it would be somebody who was here to do you harm, right? and we're, would be able to do so. The, the cellar does have a different vibe than everything else here, and, yes. And so, because, and so you, you have to hope that they really can't hurt you. So do you suppose that's because when you're downstairs in the basement of the cellar, you are, you are six feet below ground. You are where people were buried. Do you think that is something that goes along with that? We don't know that everybody's been dug up. No, true. So, uh, who knows? I mean, there's more activ activity in the basement than there is anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Other than maybe the bathrooms, because uh, well, Elizabeth is more hit or miss. She comes out when she wants to. Mm -hmm. 
when she wants to play or she wants to have someone to play with. You know? mm -hmm. uh, but the basement is more sinister. And who knows what Al Capone left us. <laughs> That's very true, but you also have experience in the basement that um, a few years ago we had a memorial service here for one of the, one of the police that had died. And it was, it was a massive party. It was well attended the entire night. And the next day, you called me downstairs because there was a case of scotch, yeah. good vintage scotch, that the, um, the bottles are all broken in the case, as I remember it. The labels were intact. They're all wrapped in their individual paper in the case. There was no damage to the labels or to the, the, uh, the wrapper. Yeah. Maybe not even the bottles were smashed, but maybe the, the whiskey was just gone and completely sealed. It was the weirdest thing, and obviously the liquor cabinet where they're locked up is in the front of the basement. Right. These are all the way in the back. Yeah. You know, it's uh, one of the many mysteries that we have, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it sounds like, uh, I don't know, I don't remember that so well, but I vaguely remember that. I remember uh, just, even though I'm not afraid, I always dislike that basement, you know? And, uh, and then there's that stairway that goes nowhere. And what the hell is that all about? There's a, ba a stairs that's off, kind of buried in a part of the basement that nobody ever goes to. And it goes up the side of the building here. It doesn't go anywhere. It just Architectural anomaly. But that's where people often see images like this little goat dog or something and the pictures behind them. It's, it's, that's fascinating by itself. I'd like to segue into something else. Um, so. I'm on this whole quest for this kind of connectivity with the earth and other things and we've got a whole series that we're going to be filming uh, in Jamaica and Haiti and Cuba about um, different religions that they have. So it's a spiritual awakening, whether it's Santeria, Obeya, Voodoo, whatever. And I'm fascinated how people have this elemental approach away from, of course, Western society where they really believe that the earth is one with us and the same thing with the rainforest or anything else, and, and we don't have that here. Well, we're, we're automatically disconnected from the forces that are inherent in the earth. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, people who are more health conscious believe in grounding mm -hmm. because you, you build up positive eons in your body. Because, right. But we wear leather shoes with rubber soles and all that stuff, so we're from an electrical perspective, we're insulated from balancing out those eons from positive sure. to negative. And that there's a health aspect to, or actually a negative health aspect to having too many positive eons in your body. And so they walk around, I have a girl in my neighborhood who, even in the wintertime, is out walking around barefoot, barefoot. because yeah. uh, she wants to balance that out. Mm -hmm. So. There's lots of things that we just don't understand about sure. how things really work. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like true with food, too, the way we grow food. I mean, uh, some of the best produce I ever ate in my life, I ate in Ukraine, mm -hmm. where they, they farm things in an old-fashioned way right. and without fertilizers or right. pesticides or any of these things. And it's the best-tasting Sure. that I've ever tasted in my life, yep. where we can grow lots of stuff, but it's basically poison. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we just do things as a certain way here without really understanding what we're doing sometimes right. and how it fits into the natural world. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says that Adam and Eve and a lot of the early people on the planet lived for hundreds of years. But they obviously lived in a pure environment that we no longer have. And we don't really have any idea what we're doing. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Uh, so I think that... Certainly modern medicine, I mean, for all the marvelous things that modern medicine has and can do, there's an awful lot that we just don't have a knowledge or comprehension of that you will find with native shaman or, or uh, you know, people that are connected. Well, it look like the Chinese. They do all their medicine with, sure. with herbs, herbs. And, and, and different spices and things. And, I mean, I personally, I use raw garlic for a lot of things mm -hmm. that I do because it works like an antibiotic and sure. it doesn't have all the negative uh, side effects. And, right. And... Uh, and it works very, very good. Mm -hmm. And uh, anytime I start getting sniffles or something, I pound on a couple cloves and smell like a piece of garlic for a couple of days. But I, I had a grandfather uh, who literally every day would eat an onion. And uh, there was a, a short period of my life, and I also ate an onion. And at some point, they wasn't wasn't socially acceptable for the other things that I did, though. <laughs> you know. Well, but uh, I, I can well appreciate that. Well, my, my grandma told me when, when I was a little baby and I was staying at her house when I would get congested, she would take garlic and chew it and mm -hmm. then she would breathe in my face. Sure. And this is an old German remedy that she brought from the old country. Sure. That's how they did things because right. they didn't have money. They just had ways of dealing with stuff. And it, it was more in tune with the natural cycles of the earth. Sure. And I think that... Uh, we can do wonderful things. We can transplant hearts and we can do all of that stuff. But we, we, we don't cure people, we manage symptoms. Right, it's the maintenance that we uh, have an issue with. And I, right. and I think that uh, we need to cure our illnesses. And mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, I mean, I, I think Americans probably have some of the crummiest diets in, 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 in the planet because we eat lots of crap. We do. And a lot of it is just forced upon us because that's what's in the marketplace. Right. So I, I like studying that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of truth in what these old timers are doing and have mm -hmm. done for centuries, you know. And uh, there's a spiritual component to everything that happens in the planet, you know. Uh, how I, you reach that is... Well, I, I think that that kind of ties in with some of this energy. You know, I, I always say basic metaphysics, in my mind, essence precedes existence, and therefore, in my mind, it, it succeeds existence as well. So it's that essence, that spark, that something, call it yeah. cosmic dust, call it whatever you want to call it. Well, I mean, in a lot of times, we, we, need, we need to turn into certain aspects of our interaction with the rest of the universe different than what we're used to, because we're taught to be so analytical and you know we can touch things we can explain things we can make things but there's an, an intuitive sense about life that we rarely tap into mm -hmm. that speaks to you about all kinds of things what to do what what's the right procedure to, to take what's the right process what's the right move uh, there's just so many things we don't understand mm -hmm. that we should spend a little time studying because they're fascinating yep I agree. I try to um, work on developing intuition about things because 
it's interesting to see how often I can be right about something if I make the right decision about what was the right, correct, intuitive sure. moment, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, I, and I've learned that the more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. And um, like they say, sometimes the first impression is the one you should go with. You know? yep. uh, but you have to be careful because the mind plays games too, just to confuse you. <laughs> Are you really sure about that? Is anyone ever sure of anything anyway? No, so. never. Cool. All right, any, uh, any closing thoughts about uh, Shakers of the Paranormal or anything of that nature? Well, it's an experience you should have personally. I think that uh, come and have fun. You know, if you don't have an experience, you'll certainly enjoy the environment and the place. It's very unique in Milwaukee. It, uh, it's not a sports bar. It doesn't have televisions. It doesn't have all the distraction. It just has interesting people that are fun to talk to. Uh, it's a very comfortable place that you'll come back to more than once. Thank you. Folks, thank you very much for tuning in. For those of you who have any questions, you can email me directly at shakersmilwaukee at gmail.com. I appreciate your time for the uh, several of you that uh, do bother to pay attention to these things and uh, look forward to the next one. Cheers. Be good to yourselves. Be good to your family.